You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Brandy Garden. Brandy is a retired school teacher from British Columbia, Canada, who is the co-founder of the up-and-coming Canadian-owned and operated mushroom wellness company, Eversia Wellness. Eversia offers high-quality functional mushroom extract products that are used to naturally address many physical health conditions. Recently, Eversia received one of very few controlled substance dealer licenses from Health Canada, allowing them to work on the research and development of psilocybin-producing mushrooms that they hope will one day be used for the treatment of mental health disorders, such as addictions, anxiety, and depression. Eversia means change, and it's Brandy's hope that all Canadians will be able to experience the profound positive change that she has by including mushroom extracts as part of her own daily health routine. Welcome, Brandy. Thank you for joining us today. You are working to build your business and change an industry. Can you start us off with a bit of background? What got you started and brought you to wellness? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. One of my favorite things to do is talk. So I'm I'm grateful for the invite to your wonderful podcast. And yes, Aversio, um, my husband Craig and I were the co-founders of Aversio. Uh, we're a mushroom wellness company, which is a bit of a niche market here in Canada. We're located in uh, British Columbia, launched our first products to market in January of 2021. So we're coming up to our birthday. And um, we've always been passionate about health and wellness, Craig and I. Prior to founding Aversio, um, which we founded in February of 2020, uh, Craig was a project manager. So he was able to develop a fairly close working relationship with Health Canada because he was designing and building facilities that required regulatory approval um, in various industries through that. I spent the first 20 years of my career as a public school educator before I came into the business world. So I'm all about brains and education and research and also um, executing plans according to set goals, because that's something that teachers do in the classroom every day. Um, So that's come in handy as an entrepreneur for me within this kind of very eclectic um, and innovative team of big, big brains that we get to work with every day. So here at Aversio, I manage our product development, our partnerships, and all of our marketing initiatives. Um, But I'm also the resident storyteller over here. And I'll give you a bit of my personal wellness story um, so that you'll kind of understand why why I'm so all in on our vision and and where we came to this. So um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called psoriatic arthritis in my early 20s. And with that, I struggled for years with skin issues, joint pain, inflammation. And um, it really came to the point where with my newborn baby, I couldn't even walk down the stairs in our home. So at that point, I was very lucky to be invited into a study out at UBC for a new immunosuppressant pharmaceutical. And I was 30 at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, after being on this miracle drug that really did good things for me, I also uh, began to present with some side effects. So I had skin cancer three times. Um, 2016, I had a seizure that led to an MRI on the brain and showed some signs of white matter deterioration. And um, it freaked me out. 
Absolutely. You know, yeah. you're doing something that's supposed to be good for you. And yeah. meanwhile, it's creating horrendous side effects. Yes. And I think we hear this more and more, these side effects connected to single molecule pharmaceutical drugs that um, I think these companies have done their due diligence in the clinical trials. However, nothing is made to be forever. And yes. um, I had taken this this medication for a long time. So I decided after that seizure, I was going to do some research on my own mm. to find a way to prevent um, further damage from progressing and, and not have to do that. So I think as an educator, longtime lover of the brain, I just went on a mission to learn everything I could about brain health and how I could affect it through lifestyle changes. Um, so I worked with my rheumatologist, I worked with my family doctor, and we all started wondering if it was that immunosuppressant that was causing the issues I was having. So after being on it for 13 years, I took that injection once a month, I decided to stop about two years ago. Wow. So I worked with a natural health practitioner and really started to see into that world of naturopathic medicine and holistic nutrition, changed my diet drastically. Um, I adopted a daily yoga practice, a meditation practice. Those were the first steps. Um, but then one day Craig came along to me with this curiosity and interest about the mushroom wellness industry. The psychedelic Renaissance was hitting Canada. Um, he had been talking with his personal trainer about cordyceps mushrooms for endurance and performance. And really that moment changed my life. Because when I started to do my own research into the benefits of using fungi as medicine, I came upon this huge amount of research related to exactly what I was facing. Immune wow. function, inflammation, brain health, and cancer come up over and over and over again if you just Google functional mushroom. So this research was everywhere. I had no doubt in my mind I had to try using mushrooms myself. And um, when I tell you I'm excited about the results that I've had, that is an understatement. They have become my passion. And I can tell you after a year and a half now of daily use of lion's mane, cordyceps, turkey mushrooms, um, as well as incorporating other mushrooms as food um, into our diet in place of meat um, and using them as medicine in other ways. I have no arthritis. I have no psoriasis. Wow. I have no intent of using that pharmaceutical ever again. I have not been sick in two years, not even a cold. At 45, I'm in the best shape of my life. I have a newfound energy. Um, mental agility continues to blow me away. And I just want this for everyone. So Sweet. this was a Versio's mission to offer this, um, we like to say fungi, not pharma. And right. it's our hope to share it with the world. So that's, that's where we came from. Absolutely amazing. What a phenomenal origin story. I mean, that is just, you know, it was meant to be, obviously, a, a personal experience that created it. So what do you do at Aversia? What are your products at the moment? All right. So we were a bit strange because we are a mushroom wellness company, which sometimes I feel like perhaps the word mushroom wellness has not been part of the vocabulary in Canada for very mm. long. And we really encompass two branches of holistic health within our one company. So um, physical wellness, these are our functional mushroom extracts that we launched to market in January of this year. Um, but mental wellness is also being addressed through our oh. psilocybin producing mushrooms that we work with in our lab under our controlled substance dealers license. So 
we are we are essentially running two companies, which makes yeah. it very crazy here at HQ at Aversio Wellness on any given day. Um, but yes, functional mushroom uh, extracts are the products that we have to market. And the psilocybin producing mushroom products that we produce are strictly for clinical trials and research. Awesome. That is absolutely phenomenal. And you've only been in business for a little while. so I know. It now, feels like it's been a long time. Oh, <laughs> but when we must. look at the calendar, we remind ourselves how quickly everything's happened. Yeah, it, you've moved unbelievably fast. Now, you're located in British Columbia, Canada. Do you grow and source the mushrooms locally or do you have, are they imported or is it a mixture? Great question, Nola. We get asked that daily. Um, so we are family-owned and operated. We are based right here in British Columbia, Canada. We test, formulate, encapsulate, package every single product right here in BC. But we control the quality of the functional mushrooms we work with by sourcing them from around the world based on the highest quality available at any given time. Um, we are obsessive about sourcing the best. And I think this is where Craig's talent for logistics from his previous careers comes in handy. Ooh, yeah. um, rigorous testing, screening, auditing of our suppliers is then followed by our extensive safety and potency testing to our own specifications by labs that are right here in Vancouver, BC. Um, and we do this because we take these extracts ourselves we want we share them with our customers and we want the purest most potent that we can find so that we need the smallest amount available to deliver the best outcomes so and in and saying that that's not something we've been able to yet source here in Canada not mm -hmm. even in the US so we are sourcing globally at this time our hope would be that we would be the cultivators of something we could produce but it it's unfortunate that um, other countries are light years ahead in the sophisticated technology and cultivation practices required to get the potency of the products that we are having so much success with here. Oh, that's awesome. I would think climatic conditions and that probably play a part in some of them. I mean, would you be Absolutely. able ever to grow all of them in Canada or I would suspect you probably need to stay with a global sourcing, at least on some forever. Absolutely. The conditions, I mean, we do have, we are very lucky to live in a temperate rainforest here in BC. We yeah. forage for mushrooms on many weekends here, um, but wild foraging is not something that would be sustainable for a commercial practice like ours or products like ours. So um, it, they need to be commercially cultivated. And you're right in this environment. Um, you know, we just did a huge audit of, of one of the mushroom bases that we work with, and it is absolutely stunning. They are high in the mountains, um, beautiful blue skies, thick, dense forest, lots of oxygen for these mushrooms to eat because mushrooms aren't plants or vegetables. They belong to their own kingdom and they eat oxygen um, just like we do. And they like to be outside. They like to grow on wood. That is the natural substrate right. for them. Um, unfortunately, what has happened in North America, um, companies that are cultivating are forced to do it indoors in a lab environment. Yeah. Um, they're growing on grain, which does produce a mushroom product. Uh, it's often doesn't have the potency and won't have some of the beneficial compounds because the precursors to those compounds aren't available in grain without the environment, like you're saying, that Mother Nature provides. There's no comparing. Yeah. 
at what Mother Nature can provide. So when we produce psilocybin producing mushrooms, we do have to use a lab environment because we're under strict Health Canada um, restrictions and a regulatory environment is not available outdoors at this time. No, no, true. (laughs) Right? So it's a bit of a funny, it's been a lot of learning uncovering the mysteries of the industry. There is no doubt in our mind with the extensive testing we've done on so many products. There's no comparing something that's being grown outdoors in a natural environment to something that is lab grown. So we continue to choose the best that's available um, so that we know we're taking the best and offering the best to our customers. That's absolutely awesome. I must admit, I think I'm jealous of the <laughs> mushrooms because I would like to be in a, an environment like that. It sounds Growing absolutely outside. fantastic. High in the mountains, blue right. skies. I mean, probably snow, but that's okay. We can live with snow. I live in a snowy part of the world. They, so. are, in green, they are covered, many of them. Depending on the type of mushroom, they do like different amounts of light, different amounts of heat or humidity. So um, different mushrooms are covered in different ways, but you can imagine kind of an exposed greenhouse space where they do get some coverage. So no snow ever has to land on the ones that don't enjoy that. Um, And and they are treated like babies, I can guarantee you. It's quite a lovely process. Oh, it must be awesome to, to see that. That is phenomenal. So can you run us through some of the benefits of... Let's start with the functional mushrooms. What are the health benefits? Absolutely. So um, all functional mushrooms are considered immunomodulators, which was a new word to me a couple of years ago, but it's a a word we have to put on every label. Um, This comes from the Health Canada um, Medicinal Mushroom Monograph Guidelines. Um, So they're all immunomodulators. They all have antioxidant properties. So immunomodulators are um, to your immune system what cruise control is to your car. That's how I try to imagine it. So these help to regulate and balance. For me, I had an overactive immune system causing this autoimmune condition. And I think that's why medicinal mushrooms worked so quickly for me, because bringing that activity down into homeostasis, balancing me out was what I needed. But they're also able to give people who have uh, compromised immunity or lower immunity a boost in immunity Mm. and bring that immune system into this activation to get it doing what we need it to do. And um, this means that people who need an immune system to fight viruses, which of course we're all talking about right now, infections, even tumor growth, um, our immune system, our innate immune system, when it is functioning properly, really is keeping us well to a point where we wouldn't ever need a pharmaceutical medication. So such a big deal to have something grown in nature, offering us this immunomodulation to keep us well. And then the antioxidant properties also in all of the the functional mushrooms, um, these are what slow down the aging process. So I, again, I think I think of aging as just slow oxidation of ourselves. It's essentially we're rusting and um, antioxidants can address this. So at my age, it's something I'm mindful of. I'm not somebody who's chosen to use um, things like Botox or doing a lot of peels or things like that. I'm a pretty all natural. I don't even get my nails done. And as you can see, I don't dye my hair anymore either. So taking an antioxidant, I think is something that many of us um, aren't 
sure what's happening when we hear yeah. the word, but we are slowing down that oxidation of our cells and slowing down that process so that we can enjoy a, a health span that that matches our lifespan. And um, that is is common to all of them. But the coolest thing about mushrooms and what really got me is that each mushroom beyond those immunomodulating and antioxidant properties, they almost have their own superhero power. So they, especially the mushrooms that are dual extracted, we can get to these secondary metabolites like Uh triterpenoids that have these adaptogenic properties. And these work as anti-inflammatories. They can work on things like anxiety and for sure helping so many people with sleep. Um, And that's what's exciting is that we get this, this amazing broad benefit from all the mushrooms, but you can pick and choose in your moment. Uh, what is the mushroom for this moment? So if it's brain health, you're using lion's mane. If it's sleep, you want, you're using reishi. If you're like Craig, who's an athlete and about to go do a triathlon, he's using cordyceps in his training. So there are a there is a large variety of benefits from the functional mushrooms and, and each one is quite specific to its own type. Oh, that's amazing. So the functional mushrooms then, how does one use them? Are they kind of capsule form that you take or can you mix them into products and maybe yeah, my breakfast smoothie or something? Yeah, well, that's exactly what I do, Nola. Um, in the morning, Craig, I am very lucky to have maybe the most incredible husband on the planet who makes me a smoothie every morning for breakfast. Awesome. Um, I eat a plant-based diet, which means that um, the breakfast that I had been eating for many years had to go out the door. And now yeah. our delicious smoothie is hemp hearts and flax and spinach and almond milk and banana and a nice. big um, heaping teaspoon of functional mushroom extract that does come oh. as a powdered extract. Big difference between a mushroom powder and a mushroom extract. Um, a mushroom powder is just a dried mushroom that's been ground up, okay. which can be as food. A mushroom extract also looks like a powder, but it has been dried, it has been ground, and then it has been put through an extraction process with hot water or hot water and alcohol in order to pull or draw out the beneficial compounds that are having these medicinal effects on us. So these are really fine, really concentrated, quite intense tasting powders, but you need such a small amount of them that they really don't affect the taste of of what you're using. If you're blending them into something like we do, our shake has some cocoa in it. We don't taste them with that flavor. Um, lots of our customers stir it right in their morning coffee and can't drink their coffee without it after having done that for a year now. So it's a half a teaspoon of a powdered extract stirred into coffee or tea. And uh, the flavor is an astringent bitter flavor. So it's not really noticed there. Um, Lots of people will put it into a hot cocoa or something like that. But we also have an Ayurvedic foodie on our team that loves to put them in oatmeal and chia pudding and all of her baking and we'll just place it throughout in a soup broth and and use it as food. So that's one way to go. Um, Others who are not interested in changing a food that they love or are used to will just take it in a capsule form and we offer that as well. So it's both Um, ways. 
Oh, yeah. And, and combining them, it's quite um, acceptable to do what we call stacking of mushrooms. So if I have my smoothie in the morning and I've got my extracts in there, I may still take a capsule of lion's mane in the afternoon for a brain boost. Craig may still take some cordyceps if he knows he's going to do an afternoon or evening workout. Um, lots of people will have their extracts in the morning for brain health and for energy and then take reishi in the evening to support sleep and stress resilience. So taking some in a powder and some in a capsule, but really it's a personal preference. There's no real difference on the body, how you're taking it. It's the same extract either way. That's fantastic. And the, the um, beneficial aspects of the product are not affected by what you mix them with. Because, I mean, mm. we know like some drugs, you can't take this drug if you're taking that uh that vitamin because Absolutely. they counteract. Yeah, no. So because they are um, different than other supplements in that they are not um, single molecule, they're not just this mm. vitamin, just that. They are a food. They are right. meant to be absorbed in our body. There is research around having um, vitamin C on board while taking mushrooms can help to for your body to um, use the mushrooms better, bioavailability of those compounds. Uh, but there, there isn't a lot of research around don't take it with this or don't take it with that. More research is needed. One interesting thing I did just learn is that when people are putting these mushroom extracts into chocolate and the chocolate is in a solid form, mm. some of the molecules, the beta D-glucans in the mushroom extracts will glom on to the polyphenols in the chocolate. And then perhaps they behave differently in our body because the receptors in our body on the macrophages um, that where the beta D-glucans can fit they can't fit in there quite right when they're oh. attached to a polyphenol. So more research needs to be done on these types yes. of things. It doesn't mean that mushrooms aren't delicious in chocolate. And fortunately, heating these up allows the molecules to separate and then be readily used by and the body. Good. Right. So, um, and people will ask us, what about adding them to a hot liquid? Does this destroy them? Not at all. Um, these have been through a hot water extraction process. If we were yeah. monks, a hundred years ago, we would have been putting um, our reishi right into hot water and sipping it as a tea. That was their own hot water extraction process prior to the sophisticated technology we have now. So no, they can be taken on an empty stomach if it's something we can tolerate. Many customers like to take them with food to avoid digestive upset of any kind. If they're sensitive, they work as prebiotics in the body. Awesome. Um, if yeah, so lots of information about probiotics. Uh -huh. When you've got this good microbiome and good gut health to keep it, you can use mushrooms to feed that. So a prebiotic is going in and helping to maintain what you've already got working. And I think that's exactly what happened for me. As I changed yeah. my diet, I changed my gut health, I changed my microbiome, and now I'm feeding it this prebiotic mushroom extract every day, and I've just been able to enjoy the benefits from yeah, that. Yeah, you're maintaining it. No, that makes a lot of sense. So turning to the psilocybin, what are the benefits of psilocybin generally that you're doing this phenomenal research on it? Yeah, so oh, that's a whole podcast of itself. Oh, psilocybin I bet. Is, um, <laughs> psilocybin mushrooms are just more mushrooms to love. They're a controversial topic and well understood as an elementary school teacher. Of course, these fell in the category of drugs for me. Oh, yeah. For 40 years of my life and until I opened my eyes to 
the, oh, the amount of research that um, has not really been available to us because of the war on drugs in the mm. US specifically. Um, and that has now come to light again and is being built upon is phenomenal and is fully what we believe will change the world for the better. So the research that we do is actually based on the processes of cultivating and extracting these psilocybin producing mushrooms. Awesome. We do, um, it's the picks and shovels end we're interested in. How can we cultivate something under these strict health Canada restrictions and guidelines and still have them come out um, safe, efficacious and available to the clinical trials that will go on for many years to come before they're available to the public. The benefits of them are vast. Mm. Um, we look at their effectiveness for things as simple as creativity, which we need as a society. Creativity is what's going to get us out of the mess that we're in. They yeah. can be used for cognition, just giving people access to parts of their brain that they're not normally able to access. And then as far as being used for PTSD, depression, regeneration of neurons, hundreds of studies have been collected on various brain health issues, also autoimmune issues, which is mm. where I started diving in and seeing the effectiveness there. Um, basically using psilocybin as something to allow you to have a different um, perspective, allowing it to go in and allow parts of your brain that normally are not allowed to connect or speak to each other to have access shutting down of the default mode network that most of us have lived most of our lives in this egoic state gets to disappear for a bit and allows you access to things that may have been buried down deep, not able to be worked on. And it's miraculous what can happen when we do that. So um, we are not fortunate enough to be doing the studies ourselves, but we can provide the product to those who are doing yeah. the studies. So uh, this is this is our work, is to cultivate and provide something into the research so that hopefully it will be something that we have access to as medicine. Um, at Aversio, we, we believe in this the responsible use of this naturally occurring source. And um, it's not something we see as a recreational drug, of course. There, there's a world for that out yep. there, I'm sure. We know that this is available on websites throughout the land. Um, I cannot speak to the safety and efficacy of anything that's being illegally purchased. And that's mm -hmm. scary for me as the mother of a teenager. Um, I want us to have availability for people to use this medicine properly um, with intention, yeah. Um, at the right dosage, with support, with a therapist, yes. with integration after the fact. And that's what we hope to educate people on as we have products available for a market that's ready and waiting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. And I mean, to, to be able to use natural products, shall we call it, for all of these purposes that, again, we are traditionally reliant on so many of the chemical drugs to fix really significant and meaningful problems that people have. So if we could move away from that, and I mean, maybe if we grow the market in legally sourced, properly managed 
products, we can dissipate some of the, the, the bad usages that we have of some of these drugs because people won't need them anymore. So they're this not going to become dependent on them. A proactive <laughs> approach. And I, I just see this parallel to what happened with me being on an, an immunosuppressant was that yes. I was using something and thinking I'm fine, I'm fine, but I was not addressing the root cause of the issue. I was masking the surface symptoms along the way. And I think this is what has happened with mental health in our world. Yeah. We have been masking the surface symptoms of people's mental health issues so long yeah. that when we get to people are taking an SSRI, an antidepressant for 30 years, and they're no better, we have to start asking some questions and yes. seeing if there's a way we could do this differently without the side effects, without the long-term need for pharmaceuticals. And I, you know, that's going to be a big change. That's hard oh, for many cool. people to accept. There's a lot of stigma to be removed. And yeah. um, it's why we're, we're advocates for this change. The word aversio means change in Latin. Awesome. We recognize there's a lot of change to happen for people to start accept things like mushrooms, yeah. which there's a lot of mycophobia um, mm -hmm. in our world. People are a bit afraid and it's because of the way we've been raised. I, I mean, I was told mushrooms are scary. Don't yeah. pick them. They might be poisonous. You could die. Exactly. And that blanket statement said, amongst all mushrooms, and then we miss out. Yes. Because as food, they're incredibly nutritious. As medicine, they're incredibly powerful. And now we have them as this medicine for mental health that it it is, I believe, what is going to make the biggest difference we've seen yeah. in centuries. Yeah. So Pretty Indigenous awesome. communities have been doing it forever. Yeah, And we know we need to listen more to the ancestors who have come before us, and it's the time. Yeah, yeah. Exciting times, quite honestly. Yeah. Unfortunately, we won't see all the benefit in our lifetimes, probably. Although, maybe if we're using the mushrooms for the other <laughs> benefits, we'll see more of it because we will live that much longer. So that's I pretty agree. awesome. I agree. And I'm okay. If we're setting it up for, um, you know, we have children, I hope to be a grandma one day. If we are setting up the world so that they can enjoy them even after we're gone, that is a legacy I would be oh, very absolutely. proud of. Me. Absolutely. That would be so exciting. So now you've had an absolutely whirlwind year of growing a company, trying to grow a company through a pandemic and a small company that potentially grows faster than you ever dreamed of because there's so many good uses here has got to be a challenge. Um, how do you grow a company through the pandemic? Have you self-funded? Do you have some assistance in the, the sense of investors or have you been able to do it through your natural growth and how do you overcome the challenges? Yeah. So of course there are many challenges. There's, I call them the tears and the rainbows. So um, in the beginning, we were very lucky, lucky to organically attract a group of people that wanted to support us from day one. So and that financial support came to us privately through a group of people that to this day are the shareholders that, nice. um, that really built us and work day to day to see that the company, um, the company remains a humanity plus company that the decisions we make every single day are good for us as a people yeah. and they're good for the planet as well. And having that support is everything. It's the people that have come to us. So we are a privately held company. We remain a Canadian company, um, only doing business in Canada right now with, with hopes to expand further. Um, 
the big challenges that came during the pandemic were not being able to be with those people live yeah. in person. And that happened very early on. So um, only being able to be together maybe a few days a week or doing a lot of the work online was difficult when you're working in a space that requires so much collaboration and teamwork. Um, Entering into new retail relationships, of course, was difficult in the beginning with brick and mortar stores suffering so badly during a pandemic. Um, Considering new brands was not even on the table for many retailers that we wanted to partner with. Um, However... Our online presence um, and the community we've been able to build and connect with over social media, through connections with naturopathic doctors who, during a pandemic, were really appreciating something that has the immune system support powerhouse that these products do. That's been amazing. So I think... You know, we we have been able to pull the positive out of this pandemic more than the things that have hindered us. Um, So, yeah, I think that the regulatory work that has to be done in a space like this is massive. And Mm -hmm. in a pandemic, the wait was long. Health Canada had much bigger fish to fry, um, trying to get hand sanitizers and vaccines and stuff out. Um, try for us trying to have natural product licensing done on our products or to get a controlled substance dealer's license was not at the top of their list. Took us 16 months to get the license to get our lab up and running here. Um, But having two businesses was a bit of magic because as we waited to build out the research facility, the lab, do the cultivation, we were able to focus on the functional mushroom side of the business in the meantime, which gave us a pathway to revenue and lots of time to learn and research so that we are so clear on our path. The roadmap yeah. is set out because we were given that time. So a bit of a blessing in the end. To Absolutely. Us. Very much a double-edged sword. I mean, yes. just, uh, but you've also been incredibly creative through this process, you know, very much entrepreneurial and and make a success out of the objective driven by purpose and made it happen. That is pretty awesome. So where do you see the future going? What trends do you see within the industries and let's call it two in the next, yeah. say, three to five years? Yeah, that I could talk about all day because I think that, um, you know, bringing more mushrooms to the world in more interesting ways is is where we all have to go. We have not even scratched the surface with what mushrooms are able to do. Um Other cultures have seen it for a long time. I think as it comes to the West, we're seeing an innovation that has been long overdue and is so exciting. So not only for physical and mental health, which is where our focus is, but we see this, um, you know, these global environmental issues being addressed with mushrooms, companies that are so inspiring to us. Um, We see clothing companies using mycelium to create these um, fabrics that are so, so interesting. We see furniture being built. We see buildings being constructed. Uh, we see meat alternatives being created all from mushrooms, all from the mycelium or the food and body in so many different ways. It makes me think, what can't mushrooms do? Wow, and absolutely. It, again, just makes me think they're the answer to so many things. How can we not put the time and effort into doing the research they deserve. So I see, you know, that's exciting is as we learn more by working with new technologies, um, our science team is incredible here. We have crazy ideas all the time um, that this is where we're, this is where we're headed is what else can we do? Because there's so much available to us. 
Oh, that's very, very exciting. Let's face it. You know, I mean, potentially the mushroom is part of our solution to moving off of the carbon petroleum-based products because let's face it, oil and gas is very necessary in our modern lifestyle. It's in absolutely everything we do see and use on a daily basis. So if we can move away slowly from some of those and reduce our dependence on carbon, maybe the mushroom is part of the solution here. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we, when I think about what we can see on the planet, I mean, we go out for a hike and we see these things that were always there, yeah. but we notice. And once you notice one mushroom, they all come out to say hello. And it makes me think what's under the water. Have we even looked into yeah. the fungi that are marine fungi? There's, I cannot find, you know, more than a hundred articles that exist in that realm. There's so much that we haven't looked at yet that it makes me very excited for what's possible when we are starting to give them a chance and we've lost this fear or um, thinking that they're gross or useless or, you know, we see mold in our fridge on a strawberry and we get upset about it. Well, I look at it so differently now. I think, ah, there they are doing their thing. Go ahead, fungi. What can I do with these? Are they poisonous or not in this case? That's it. It's all a science experiment. (laughs) And, you know, so many of our medicines, so many of the cancer medications, they come from fungi. We look at penicillin. We look at what they've been able to do for us already. And uh, there's no doubt we're not, we have not scratched the surface with what they're able to do. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we need to get enthusiastic and do so much more and just figure out, just like the sky potentially is the limit. There's always another way. You know, it's just so exciting. Obviously not poison ourselves in the process, but (laughs) you probably find there's a way around that too. It's more rare than we think. We hear those stories, unfortunately, but um, it doesn't take long to educate yourself or ask someone and, you know, don't eat a mushroom if you don't know what it is. It's pretty, pretty basic, but uh, there are stories. It happens all the time. And, um, you know, I think that we have access to technology. Now we have an app in our phone. Our children know how to use it. Well, it's called iNAP naturalist everyone should have it it's very easy to identify things um there's no shortage of mycology societies around that can help to identify things if you've got questions but don't eat it if you don't know what it is if it's in a grocery store be brave be um, brave try it this you is might it. like we had it a, yeah. a beautiful uh, thursday soup club here at aversio h clue Uh, HQ yesterday where we all tried mushrooms we've not tried before and we were not disappointed they were a culinary delight both beautiful and delicious and so nutritious for us so oh that's um, so awesome as we open our eyes and and look at them differently we are going to see what they're able to do yeah so for you to have not seen and tasted those mushrooms before they must have come through a different culture or something like that they did come from a beautiful Chinese market in Vancouver. So um, it was our chief financial officer's turn to make soup for us all. Uh, the first male chef in the rotation of soup club here. And yes, he visited an Asian market and was really hoping to find lion's mane for us, but they didn't have any fresh that day. But the varieties he brought, like I said, did not disappoint. And yes, we don't see these in you know our everyday supermarkets here and there, but stepping outside our culture and having a peek at what others are enjoying is to me living life. If we can't travel around the world, we can do a little bit of bringing the world to us just through our food. 
Yeah, very, very exciting. That's pretty awesome. So there's anything else that we perhaps haven't discussed today? Any other thoughts you'd have in closing? Um, you know, I think we've covered so much. Just that really, I think um, so much of mushrooms remain understudied, remain understood. And we just really hope that this renewed interest that we're seeing around them and continued research will help more of us to realize the potential they hold for the future of both our planet and our people. And um, we hope to be part of that in a positive way as we go. Absolutely. And and let's, let's all start looking for the quality in the products that we do source, because that's the way to go to actually benefit and learn from, Absolutely. from Absolutely. The, the tremendous value. So if listeners want to contact you, learn more, find the products, how do they do that? Um, yes, I hope they will find us. We are building an amazing community. And I tell you, all of us mushroom nerds <laughs> need to band together. And uh, we do have a website, www.eversiowellness.com. And it's E-V-E-R-S-I-O. That's the word Eversio. And then wellness.com. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We've got some videos out on YouTube that are just educational in nature. And uh, that's the best way to reach out. Our email address is on the website there. There's products to buy but information there too lots of research that we've linked to if somebody is just interested in the studies that have been going on and um, we would love to hear from you there so please reach out with any questions or just to connect and say hello we would we would love to meet you there that's absolutely awesome and i will link it up on the show notes page so that people can remember and find the link just in case they're on the move listening to this thank you very much for joining us today and giving us so much more education on the value benefits and future of the mushroom industry it was really great to chat thank you so much nola so much gratitude for your time have a wonderful day the unlocking business growth podcast is sponsored by protea consulting professional corporation We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing and download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.